Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia. How long are you going to make me do I gonna, this? I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I was going to let you keep going. I was like, I was impressed. Something good for you. Alright everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. Now I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and across from me as always we've got Captain Nunn. What's up y'all? And this week we've also got drummer extraordinaire Christian. What is up? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi Christian. I was going to say he's going to start acting weird now that the mics are on. Good to be back. Is yeah, it? this is part two. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're talking a lot more quiet now than you did. Everyone does that. Well, I, I try to do a proper mic check, and then as soon as we start going, they all start getting all quiet on me. Well, no. It, were you recording me naming off the states? Is yes, that going to yes, be the, yes, I was. In the little intro thing? Probably. Okay. <laughs> is that a problem? No, no turn it back now, man. <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking about that. I was like, this motherfucker. Because did, you did it last time I was on on here, too. Oh, we do that with everybody. <laughs> the, <laughs> beep beep I'm a sheep <laughs> yep. Yep. hey if we get good pre-roll we gotta use it is that such a bad thing wait so if I would have went through all the states would you let it let the whole thing play <laughs> I, w- I wasn't gonna stop you I was genuinely curious to see I mean here's the thing I mean when, when it's on this show I mean we don't try to hinder our guests it's like whatever they want to do they do so if, I was just gonna let you roll yeah but if Say somebody tunes into this and it's the first episode they've ever listened to, and mm-hmm. the first thing they hear is me name all the states in alphabetical order. They'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? See, it'd be one- <laughs> See, it wouldn't matter if we had advertisers, but we don't. So we can just do whatever the hell we want yeah, right this now. This is still the wild, wild west of podcasting. We, shit, we don't even have Audible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't tried, but we don't. So this podcast is brought to you by the 50 Nifty United States. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so back to what I was saying, Alaska. <laughs> What's the niftiest state out of all of them? It, it, well, I mean, subjectively, North Carolina. Oh, look at you. You're running for president already. Or a governor Mayor. already. Mayor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not big shoes to fill, but. <laughs> oh. Beep, beep, beep. I was going to say, I'm so far behind on local politics. That's why I didn't even register with me. I was like, oh, oh, no. That was a response to the president thing. I don't know shit about local oh, politics. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I, I thought you were talking. He went like, we were talking local in this when you made the Last comments. time I kept up with like Tennessee politics is when I found out that uh, Glenn Jacobs was not. Uh, county mayor you may not know who glenn jacobs is but you may know him as kane from his uh, wwe run oh really he is the current mayor of knox county huh interesting that feels like the whole uh governor situation well jesse ventura was uh governor of uh, minnesota for a hot minute too hmm now the rock's gonna run for president here before too long oh god let's just get (laughs) gordon ramsay as president 
<laughs> of, of America. <laughs> what the fuck? See, is he's this English. Fucking atrocious. <laughs> See, he's English. He wasn't born here. Doesn't matter. Just get him in there. <laughs> He'll figure something out. <laughs> oh man, now this is going to be kind of a little freeform episode. I don't have much to really go on. Um, well, we can kind of talk about our day some. Uh, so we finally got our own little practice space. Oh yeah, finally. And uh, we're in the process of pimping that out. We're doing a little video series for it. It'll wind up just being a single episode, though, with the way we got to shoot everything. So that'll eventually come out. We're going to be able to stage it up, and it'll be pretty fun for just different little things. But getting uh, getting everything set up, uh, Christian, you, you were the one that let us in on this. What what happened to us today? Um, Apparently, I watched somebody die. Or so nearly die. die, yeah. We, we don't have confirmation. It it didn't look good. Um, <laughs> we were setting up, and uh, we're just getting everything together, and we get a message from Christian going like, guys, window. come to the window now. now. <laughs> um, yeah, I walk outside, and there was an ambulance, and apparently... An ambulance? <laughs> ambulance. Ambulance. <laughs> ambulance. <laughs> um, and apparently cops down here ride dirt bikes. Like What? I did, there was a cop on a like police dirt bike in the parking lot. I was like, okay, that's a thing. I did not see that one. And then a fire truck rolled up and then by the time I got back upstairs, there were like six more vehicles out there, but they were giving CPR to a guy and and we didn't know what it was at first and we we're just sitting here going like, what the fuck? Yeah. And and, so, and we're also kind of sitting here going like, you know, if we start playing music, are they going to shut us down now? Yeah, because really. we're, we're, we're playing in a storage unit. And we, when I was calling around asking, you know, to kind of figure out, you know, where we could actually play. Cause our number, our little issue is we can do that, but we just have to have a power outlet. Now a lot of places either offer or have power in their storage. Units. And this has been a go- an ongoing thing for a minute too, that we've been trying to find a decent place to mm-hmm. practice for like months at this point. It feels like well, so, it's partially Alex's fault. But. Oh yeah, absolutely. Totally all my fault as <laughs> always. I still can't find that scratch on my car. <laughs> You'll find it one day and then, you know, sorry, mom. <laughs> so, Long story. We can go into that later. <laughs> I haven't had a friend. Apparently, of my- I scratched a car. <laughs> and at this point, and I'm we a- can't find the scratch, but apparently, it got scratched and I did it. <laughs> and it was also one of those things where it's like I play in three bands and somehow nobody in either of these bands has a garage. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, my thought process on it is. Damn it, we just got this place. We're going to start playing. We're going to get shut down because when I was calling in, they were like, okay, well, you know, yeah, we offer power outlets. What are you going to use it for? And I'm like, light machine work? (laughs) 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 Because I was trying to think of something of what's going to pull a lot of power and make loud noise without me immediately going, oh, we're going to have band practice there. Because as soon as you go band practice, there's like this mental connotation behind it of like rowdy parties and, you know, just fucking shit up. But if you make it sound like it's a business, then they're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. So light machine work, possibly some, you know, this, that, and the other. Amplifiers are technically machines. They are. And they're like machines. <laughs> hey. Shout out to light machines. Anyway, uh, so I'm just running through all that. So eventually we just go in there. We start practicing. We get like, what, four songs in. Yeah. And at the end of the fourth song, we hear... Yeah. We're getting like, like a fucking... Uh, <laughs> applause and shit. And like we're all kind of looking at each other because we've got the door shut. 
just see at least try and mute a little bit more noise right and we're just like what do we do what do we do and i just yelled fuck it open up the door and cap, it was a manager yeah yes and, and cap opens it up it's the fucking manager and she's cheering for and she's us like oh my god and she's like, y'all, y'all got chops and we're just like oh wow uh, thank you so now we're just sitting here going like we literally have the green light from management to keep doing this this is cool four songs in and then we're just like uh real quick what, what happened, happened outside? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Cap heard it apparently. What? That he OD'd. Like this guy's just sitting in the parking lot, just doing whatever and ODing on it. And then, uh, from what Mikey was telling me, he called the cops on himself. <laughs> I'm going down. Okay, uh, I'll be here when you get here. Yeah. Say, <laughs> so, oh no, I got the wrong stuff. Nine one one. Nine one one. That's nuts, though. It's like. Wow, <laughs> we were over there the other. Welcome ni- to the practice space. We were, over, dude. We were over there the other night uh, for a Kelsey practice, and as soon as we pull into the garage or like the parking lot, you see a guy just in a tent, just camping. Really? But we're just getting set up in there and everything. Yep. Christian's just giving me a look like of utter surprise. Wait, in the parking lot or inside the building? Uh, not inside, but like uh, <laughs> across from it, like on that uh, opposite Outside sidewalk. Outside from the oh, gate. Oh, yeah. okay. You know okay. how like, there's kind of that little dead end as right. we're pulling in, yeah. kind of in that area. Okay. You- I, I was thinking you meant like you made it inside the gates and there's a guy camping. I'm like, at that point, you should go hang out in your storage unit, not like in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's still not the oddest thing we saw. Uh, somebody had like a big cart. Um, oh, yeah. yeah like those little that? buggy carts. Yeah. yeah. There were two of them. And then another guy rolled in on a different one while y'all were leaving. Apparently, that's like a hot spot for him. No shit. Just to park them, yeah. I mean, I know those things are pretty popular downtown. I mean, if you just walk around the city, what it is is those, uh, they're bicycles, and they kind of have like a two-person buggy carriage on the back, and they'll bike your ass around town for like a flat fee or like, you know, a per block, per mile fee, whatever. So, and, and I knew those were popular, but I didn't know. I mean, that's fucking genius, though. Just rent out one of those storage units, and they're pretty inexpensive. <laughs> how, much mo- how much money do you think those guys make? Oh, I was God. wondering that. Actually, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, look look up how much their rates are, because I would be pretty curious on that. He's probably worth like a quarter Kanye. And <laughs> we're going to bring that back. <laughs> it's not much about Kanye as much as a Flavor Flav, maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, before or after like, he got like uh, famous and see. unfamous. Pre- present day Flavor Flav. <laughs> okay. No TV show, no public enemy, no nothing. <laughs> Wearing lightweight clocks. Yeah. How much? <laughs> Just does, wearing watches around his uh, neck. What do you even call that? A bike? Good question. Carriage. <laughs> Carpooler from downtown. Because all I'd because all I'd want to know is just how much the rates are, not how much they make. You know, just how much the rates are. And is that just another transportation service too? Like a yeah, uh, basically. I mean, it's a situation. Okay, so like imagine. All right. Picture a situation where there's some sort of festival going on downtown where they haven't shut off all the fucking streets. Right. You know, it's just a little bit of like kind of a maybe arts gathering kind of thing. Or uh, you're at a certain spot and you're trying to get, you know, five blocks down, but you're in your, you know, you're trying to get some important meeting or whatever. Right. You can just pay this guy cash, hop on his thing. He's going to bike your ass down to where you need to go. And you're just like, thanks, dude. And just, you know, hop on out. I wonder if they're losing business to like the Uber scooters that are everywhere. <laughs> Uber scooter. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what they're called, but <laughs> they're not called that, but I love it. <laughs> That's just been Uber, my name for them. <laughs> Uber scooter. <laughs> 
but that's a sir that's a little like transportation quote unquote service that you do yourself getting from point a to point b instead of a uh, guy pulling a cart or whatever so i wonder how much yeah, uh, business yeah. that's affecting bike taxis bike that's taxi. what they're called okay yeah uh, they're popular in like bigger cities like new york and shit yeah okay but they're not fucking bikes yeah they are i was i was thinking of like the big uh, back end of it Okay, yeah, I yeah. mean, the front end is still a bike. Yeah, I was thinking of the back end more than anything. <laughs> I thought you're, you had, like, this determined look on your face, too, like, but they're not a bike. I know when I'm <laughs> Sometimes it takes me a while, but I know when I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it takes me a while, but I know when I'm right. 1% of the time, <laughs> he's always right. <laughs> no, see, Count, here's the thing I love about you, though, is... You're a fucking amazing guitarist. You're great at podcasting. Like, you're great at just socializing. But then there's, like, the tiny things throughout the day that's just like, motherfucker. <laughs> I just got to be doing something. But And that's Maybe my that's thing. Is, it is. It's like, you're you're so talented. You're so good at so many different things. But then it's like, a GPS is just, like, so far <laughs> beyond you. I'm just, that's just because I'm, like, driving him crazy just looking at the phone. Oh and to be fair, God. I don't have the thing set up in my car yet either. I need to get that set up. I know. but But at the same time, it feels like a situation like, not everyone has those little suction cup things, but they'll like get their phone and kind of like put it on their console, kind of like where the auto gear shift is. But it's like you'll put it between your legs and then like yank it out, put it right in front of your face, and then put it back between your legs again as you're driving and trying to make a turn. And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm you're in going control to of everything, man. <laughs> you are, but I it's still I, scary is, as shit. <laughs> like my mom, my mom used to like comment even if we're like just going from like uh, like. Like 10 minutes away or something like that with like uh-huh. no uh, open like no traffic whatsoever and open road fucking nutbush tennessee or whatever <laughs> she'll still lose her shit i know that's a real town that still just <laughs> makes me giggle um okay so what i'm seeing on the bike taxis also called pedic Pedicabs, yes. yes. Okay. I was, um, I was thinking pedicab. that, but at the same time, it sounded kind of feminine. I didn't want to throw that out and be like, right. well, what the hell is a pedicab? <laughs> I've definitely heard the term pedicab. Um, so it looks like some people do it just for tips. Some charge per block. I've heard um, the per block one, yeah. So in Chicago, it says some charge as little as $1 per block. Really? Um, and then I'm also seeing that sometimes it... Uh, it can be like eight to twelve dollars per fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, don't know. Because, there's because different the, ways. Because the fifteen minute one, that's probably for like the larger cities where there's going to be a little bit of traffic, yeah. and you're just trying to go. I bet you the ones in town because we don't have a very large downtown city kind of thing. Right. I bet you they probably just do a flat fee or the tips. I bet you that's probably one of the two because I couldn't imagine taking those for any more than like five blocks. Right. And it feels like that would be standard even if you're going just a block or two just to throw the guy at five. So yeah. that would feel right anyway, do they, five or ten. Do they still do like the horse-drawn uh, carriages and shit like that downtown too? When it gets a little cooler out, they do. They do in uh, downtown Winston. I have seen that a couple times. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, when it's starting around November, they'll they'll bring out the white horses and the carriages and they'll throw the wreaths on it and the little Christmas lights and all that and man makes I, more sense have y'all Christmas done those time. have you I know done we did it in uh, memphis we would like do it every now and then just because like my mom like did you enjoy it like that i mean it didn't add or take away from like getting from point a to point b other than a smelly horse that's my point on it man i remember doing it once or twice when i was a kid and 
the horse looks like shit in the entire yeah. fucking time. And it reeked. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, why is this fun? I'm not, I'm not enjoying this at all. Oh, yeah. That was one, one time uh, there was a little uh, carnival a parking lot carnival going on where I was growing up and they had an elephant attraction where you can like get on the back of an elephant and ride around with it and yeah even then that's all you remember it's just like this is a smelly fucking elephant and I'm really high up shit like it looks like biscuits on steroids like this fucking big around oh but shit looks like biscuits biscuits on steroids yeah dude it looks like a giant like biscuit and and at at the circus they, they have them like they try to like get the elephant to where it's like shitting in a bucket. That way they don't have to pick up like a ten pound shit brick. Shit biscuit. Shit biscuit. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling people that now. Say <laughs> like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. That is one big pile of shit biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we get on the topic of shit biscuits? Why not? Horses, horse <laughs> well, carriages. I know. Yeah. But no, I, I I don't know. I just don't think that's worth it. That's, <laughs> it just stinks. Yeah, it's just like so many options to get around downtown now. Like in a world so of like basic white girl too. Like, oh, let's just take the horse carriage. It's Christmas time. That's romantic. But yeah, there were like two or three pedicabs. But, but it's not romantic. You're smelling shit the entire time. Shut up. She likes horses. <laughs> horse girls are a thing. Oh, they're fucking nuts too. <laughs> There's dark places on the internet for that. Don't don't even. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What's been new with you, Christian? I know um, Home for the Day. They've gotten some new music out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many band? How many bands are you in now? It feels like you're playing like every weekend. Just two. Yeah, well, technically, I've got my hands in like five things but God. home for the day and the fill-ins are like the ones who are really doing a lot yeah um, so home for the day we just put out our single going under mm-hmm. um and also a week from today i think or when's the 13th what's today's date what is this will be coming out the following yeah, Friday a, a week from today mm-hmm. um, so when this comes out in two days right, like f- two days from the release date of this podcast yes <laughs> our new single is getting uploaded to the uh, emo Raleigh Spotify playlist nice. for local artists so nice, that's nice. pretty cool congratulations nice. thank you um, y'all played a festival over the weekend too didn't you yeah we played a carolina uprising yesterday which how was, was that it was an interesting experience um we played we played early in the day and unfortunately we weren't able to stay for the whole thing peter had to dip out like right after to drive an hour back home and then go straight to work which i i didn't know going into that he was going to work immediately after playing a festival which <laughs> was crazy um but apparently jeff hardy got there which he got arrested for a dui like two days prior what? and then he bailed out and then still came and did the festival wow i did not hear about this yeah he got a he got a dui somewhere but he still Damn. showed up yeah i saw the lineup for that and jeff hardy's name come up and i'm sitting here going like what's he gonna be doing because this is a festival of bands yeah I, what did he do uh, 
I have no idea. Oh, you you were gone by then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no. He didn't go on until like 10-something. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, I think I left at like 4 or 5. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's all kind of a blur. Uh, <laughs> my grandparents took me out to Cracker Barrel afterwards. That's the key part of my day. Dude, Cracker Barrel's awesome. Yeah, Cracker dude. Cracker Barrel's so good. And I just like seeing my grandpa eat four pieces of fried chicken. Like, it's <laughs> nothing. I want four... Fried chickens and a Coke. So fried wings, legs. No, four fried chickens. <laughs> the whole chicken. The and whole a Coke. chicken. Um, a Diet Coke. I know, like Cracker Barrel, their portions are like huge. Like oh, yeah, you man. order fried chicken, you get four pieces. Plus like the sides and stuff. Man, I love Cracker I mean, they're Barrel. biscuits. Oh. They're shit biscuits. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah, no, Uprising was fun. Um. I played a festival too. Oh yeah, tell us about your festival. It's just in Rock Hill, like on the uh, backside of like a little uh, strip mall. Oh. Backside of a strip mall, pretty much. Oh, sounds that? like that sounds like a new song title. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. definitely a fill-in song. <laughs> <laughs> it was out by the river, and uh, the headliner I was out the stage by and all the, the river. <laughs> Now it's just deliverance. <laughs> I was thinking uh, Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's know where your head is at. Yeah, I know it. No, it was definitely down, it was, uh, out by the river, and they're building like a little amphitheater out that way, too. Are they? Yeah, and uh, once, it was supposed to be ready for this year, but I guess they're going to start next year. And this is with uh, Kelsey's band. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, Todd Johnson was the uh, headliner. He provided like the whole... Uh, stage the lighting the fucking everything the pa and this guy's just been was just on 10 <laughs> the Damn. entire time just like you need help and it's like you need help it's like oh no i'm gonna do this this, and this. <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right man let me know what you need me to play with you or set up or whatever <laughs> i'll play with you <laughs> i did play a couple of songs with him uh during his set too nice nice had that nice. in the works he's one of the He's kind of like a Bruce Springsteen kind of uh, singer and shit like that, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Oh, well, while I am thinking of it, I would like to um, shine some light on something else at Home for the Day has been working on. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Last month, we did... Uh, so, Peter, his house, um, that's our practice space, but also he does house shows and stuff. Um we started a new thing called House Shows for Hope, and the first one we did was, um, it was a benefit for this kid, Josiah, who mm-hmm. was like four years old, and uh, he just had to have open heart surgery, and we raised money for him. I think we raised in total like 400 bucks, which, you know, it's not that much, but also having like 50 people come pack a basement show. That's it, pretty it, impressive. Yeah. Um, so December 7th, um, we're looking at doing the second one and this one, we're trying to reach out a little bit further. We've, um, contacted some bands that we've played with, uh, from, uh, well, there's one band from Rhode Island, another one from Pennsylvania. We're trying to get them to come down here since it's on Saturday, Mm -hmm. um, so whenever we get confirmations on those, we'll announce them. Um, Proper Sleep, which are some of my favorite guys in North Carolina, and uh, Charlotte, 
rapper Atticus Lane, who was performing on the first one. Both of those have confirmed for it. Oh, so, sweet. Um, it's going to be a good time. And the like the admission fee is going to be bringing in like a new toy. Uh, it's all going to be toys for tots. So that's cool, man. Good deal. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like, uh, in any of the projects you've been in, um, uh, you'll wind up doing a lot of charity shows. Yeah. Um, well, in my, uh, three years with, uh, Fosmo, I did a summer benefit every year, mouse fest. And that started off as a, like a personal thing. The first year we raised money for my grandma when she had, um, lung cancer and she had Mm -hmm. to have like one third of one lung removed and two thirds of the other one removed. And yeah, but, um, she's three going on three and a half years, cancer free. You have to make it five years to be like considered a survivor. Right. She's still cancer free. Um, and then the two years after that, it was more of a general thing. We were raising money for Huntsman. Huntsman. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so I was going to say, I think we hopped on by the second one and that's yeah. how I remember Huntsman specifically. Yeah. Y'all did the second one and you actually helped me with a lot of behind the scenes stuff on the not third that, one too. Not that much. Um, that was still mainly all. I mean, as far as like getting everything in order for the Charlotte date, cause the third year we did two nights. Yeah. Um, and hate energy was like one of our primary sponsors. Yeah. Cause we were doing it. that at the milestone. I remember that. Yeah. Now. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I still feel, in situations like that, though, it's like, you know, I appreciate that, but I still don't really feel like I did that much. That was still all y'all. Were you just like counsel more than anything? I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I really don't even remember what I did. I may have said, you know, why don't we do this order because of this, that, and the other. Well, I remember like a week before um, it got to the point where bands were dropping off and we were trying to like rearrange bands. And I had forgotten that one of the conditions for the fill-ins to play was that y'all didn't play last. And <laughs> you hit me yeah. up and you were like, hold on now. <laughs> we need to keep this see, in order. And see, and, and even with me, I'm just like, we'll open, you know, we'll, we'll go on first. I don't give a shit. I will go I on just, first. I just don't want to. I just don't want to play last on, a, especially a big show like that. And I'm yeah. just like, please, we don't have the clout, we don't have the acknowledgement. Please don't put us last. Because <laughs> we've been on last a bunch, and there have been like some places and sometimes where we would go on last, and it would be like two o'clock at night or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that works for a band that has like you know that sort of draw on that pull. Yeah. We are not that band. That's the death sentence. So it's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't much better for us. Um, um, but uh, well, but again, that comes. To, I, I will say that comes down to a promoter thing, where the, a situation where it's like if y'all are gonna go late, gotta make sure and have that you know that big yeah. draw band kind of thing. Yeah, um, having we had, I mean, we definitely had some bands who were like more known in the Charlotte yeah. scene, and uh, you know that show was kind of special because that was only the second time I had met the guys in home for the day. Like they were one of the bands that came on as um, a replacement for one of the bands who dropped. And that was, that was the night that I I actually got to really talk to Peter. And um, cause every time I go to his house, I've gotten shit faced. Like, Mm -hmm. like, cause he has open bar in his basement. Like as long as you're of age, of course. Um, But 
it's like I just get plastered at his house every time I'm there. <laughs> um, well, so. and that's some weird shit to kind of think back on now as you played a show with Home for the Day and fill-ins that night, and now you're in both of those I bands. didn't even think about that. That show was like the, the, like the come-together thing. Well, I mean, it was even with Fosmo. I, I have a symbol hanging up at home from a show... It was the second time I ever played at the Milestone. Um, it was like September of 2016. Mm-hmm. It was Old Sport, Never I, 40 Ounce Mouse, Chosen Rejects, and Take the Fall. Right. And Take the Fall and Chosen Rejects both broke up, but 40 Ounce pulled in Dallas from Take the Fall and Griffin from Chosen Rejects. So it's like still looking at that symbol um i'm like i i never thought like that would have morphed into (laughs) three bands turned into one um it was was a weird thing just seeing how you know lineups change over time and eventually other people start working in other bands it's Mm -hmm. it's well i'm tired of doing lineup changes you're stuck now yeah yeah well i mean i've i i'm the solution to y'all's problem but uh home for the days um we've God, the last year that I've been in the band, it's been lineup changes. And it's like, we don't plan on quitting. Um, it, the next show we have is December 7th. And Peter and I, we've already got um, plans to put out a three-song EP, which will feature two singles off of the full length we plan to put out next year. And then mm-hmm. we're going to write um, a special song that'll be exclusive to that EP. Nice. Um it may wind up being a split EP. We don't know a hundred percent, but we've already got a couple songs in the works for another album. So we're going to spend a lot of the upcoming months just working on writing. You said it was just a revolving door of uh, member changes and stuff like that. Who's what's been uh, had been replaced the most? Has it been drummers, bass players, guitar players? Yes. Oh, <laughs> so, all of the above. So the funny thing about Home for the Day is that um, Peter wasn't even one of the original members. Okay, he came in when the band already had a lineup, and they wanted like another, um, another vocalist. I think it, Peter may have started on guitar. I I, I think he started on vocals. I, I think, I think he's always done vocals. I think he did tell me about this and he just kind of just kept the name and uh, kept the uh, yeah. identity of it going. Like some of the songs like started back with the original lineup and um, you know he has the blessing from the guys that put it together yeah, initially. To keep working on those songs and he made them into something good and Ever since then, I think, I think Peter told me there have been about eight or nine members come and go over the last four years. Home for the Day has been a band for five years. Yeah. It's just constantly changing. Um, but right now, it's we had Jared quit in um, July. He he left, and it was on his terms. It was like good terms, nothing bad. That was when um, we played that Taylorsville show, wasn't it? Yes, that okay. was that was the first show of his like farewell. Ru- no, yeah, because y'all played Gastonia that next night. That was yeah, that was right in the middle of that run actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day was his farewell show, um, and we pulled in Griffin and. 
Thomas, who Thomas has been working with us on these new songs and he played with us yesterday. Um, but he is actually one of the founding members of home for the day. So he took some years off and he's started working with the band again. That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. So it's kind of nice having somebody who was there at the very beginning. That's pretty cool, man. Now I'm glad y'all got a lot of cool shit coming up. You're going to be staying fucking busy. Yeah, I, know <laughs> yeah. um, I remember that when uh, we first started trying you out, you were just like, you know, it just feels like, you know, as you were, you were talking about member changes with Home for the Day, and you were just like, feels like we're, you know, being slow on this. You know, I just, I want to do more with these guys. You know, I just want to do more. And now with us, you've got a lot going on. Now Home for the Day is doing a lot more. What and now you're going to be busy. Uh, it's like early November is the 7th. It's like the second weekend. I know that for a fact because I'm going to go see Slayer the weekend before. Oh, the Primus? Yeah. I, I want to go to the, that. The so. guy that hooked me up with the uh, Kiss tickets is uh, uh, we're going to go see the Slayer show in Asheville. Oh, yeah. That weekend before. It's like Slayer, Ministry, Slayer, Primus. Ministry, and Primus. I mean, yeah, it's already a fucked up lineup. <laughs> Dude, I love all of those bands. So, I know like the one or two songs by Ministry, I, but uh, my brother was like the biggest fucking Primus fan growing up. Really? And Dude, uh, Even if you're not into the, Primus, you should just listen to Wes play the bass. Yeah. I mean, less. Less. Yeah. yeah. I met. I looked up... Uh, I had Les Claypool come and do a uh, college radio interview with me uh, when I was doing college radio. You look confused. You're looking mm-hmm. at dates. I'm date. concerned. Why are you concerned? You're looking at a date that we had for you that we had booked, and you look concerned. Mm-hmm. That's Peter's wedding. Oh, man. Are we doing... All right. We're going to figure this out on the mic. Mm-hmm. Oh, what time's boy. his wedding? I don't know, but we're playing... What, Home for the Day is playing in his wedding? Well, not, well, kind of Home for the Day. It's like old members who are going to be attending the wedding are just right. kind of performing. Right. Um, All right, well, what day did you have booked first? The wedding. Okay. When, when was the wedding planned? A year ago. <laughs> so when I sent out a thing close to a month ago <laughs> and said, hey, what about November 9th? It just and I clicked got that, in my and head. And I got that thumbs up from you. Yeah, everybody agreed real quick. He's going to go look back and mm-hmm. uh, see uh, the chat history. <laughs> well, no. I'm going to double check with Peter and be like, hey, uh, your wedding is on the 9th, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting here going, I'm like, that, that's fine if that came first, but motherfucker, when I send out messages well, <laughs> asking to confirm updates and everyone says yes. Well, <laughs> Gastonia is a shithole anyway, so I'm not too worried about <laughs> it. Um, nah, that's a pretty cool venue, especially with the Queen City Rejects and Van Huskins. Yeah, I've been over there before for a anti scene uh, headline show, and it's mm-hmm. actually a pretty sweet little joint. No, yeah, cause especially because it is a little shithole, and no one, there's nothing going on over there, so they come out some, for some music. Let me tell you guys about when we played in Gastonia. Tell me about that. Because everybody I've met who has said they have played in Gastonia is in the same boat as Peter and I, and are like, we ain't going back to Gastonia. <laughs> we played this festival. And early in the day, well, when I say early, we, I mean, we played first. So Mm -hmm. it was like a little while after that. Um, 
somebody in this neighborhood like we went through like like Schottsburg. Like yeah. it was rough. And yeah. then we pull onto the street and it's like nicer houses, like like a nice little neighborhood. And um we like cops show up and they're like, Hey, somebody was complaining. Uh just have it shut down by ten o'clock. They were cool about it. Yeah. And then I don't know if this was related or not, but as we were leaving at like ten thirty that night, show's been over. Yeah. We're cool. We pull off and back onto the street that heads to the main road. Eight cop cars just go by us and turn onto the road we just turned off of. Damn. Oh shit. Like the road of the house. Yeah. And we waited like 20 minutes and we're freaking out. We're like, Oh my God, did we go back? No, we don't go back. <laughs> no, you get the fuck out. We text, You're out. You get out. We texted the people running the show and it was like, Hey, are y'all good? And mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, everything's fine. So apparently the cops didn't go there, but I was like, that's a lot of cop cars <laughs> going in that direction. What kind of shit are they running over yeah, there? Yeah, but see, here's the difference, though. is like we're not playing a house show. <laughs> that we're playing a pub, a venue, a bar. So it's like this place is established to have bands constantly that doesn't have a curfew like that. So I think we'll be a little bit more okay. <laughs> I've played this spot before. Okay. Well. <laughs> Gastonia. There's no... There's no stage, but it'll still be pretty cool. Oh, it's one of those places. Yeah, it's like, uh, imagine... It's like Keg and Q. Yeah, imagine Keg and Q, but with people. Rip. Keg and Q. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the few times I've been over there, they've packed the place out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty fun little spot. I hate to miss it. Yeah, really. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, do you see the importance of checking dates? Well, in all fairness, the the wedding wasn't marked on my calendar. It was just, yeah, I'll be there. Um, sorry, Peter. It wasn't important enough to go on my calendar. Right? I mean, that's even what I'm sitting here. Th- Do you have our dates in your calendar? I write down any shows <laughs> that I'm performing uh-huh. on my calendar, but... I haven't been to a wedding since my mom's second wedding. Like those, that I never thought weddings were important enough to like write down. And so. then weddings can be like re- like really wild though. I haven't been to a wedding in a while, but adult weddings can be fun. All I know is Peter told me we're getting chicken and steak, and there's an open <laughs> oh, bar. Oh man, <laughs> open well, bar what, is all I well, care see, about. Here, look, this, this is this is all I know. This is all I know. All the weddings I've been to start like shit's being said down the aisle at like one or two yeah every wedding i've been to most of them are like early morning afternoon get-togethers so i take that back i went to one wedding a couple years ago and Mm -hmm. wound up um the the bride okay the the bride, who is my cousin, her younger brother wound up fucking another cousin. Uh-oh. <laughs> another cousin? <laughs> How many removed? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like on the borderline of like, okay, this is a little sketchy. Whoops. <laughs> Best wedding I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get some more water. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say before that. <laughs> yeah, weddings get weird. 
Yep. Oh, yeah, but no, what, uh, I, what I was going to say is most weddings I've been to have been like early morning, afternoon get togethers. So depending on where it is, you should be able to still do that. Do your shit and hightail your ass down to Shitsville, Gastonia to play some rock and roll for some needy people in need of some good ass music. Or, or is, like the, is there going to be like a reception that's going to go on all fucking night elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, it's like two miles from peter's house so oh, okay so they'll probably have a big setup yeah okay well, that wasn't the message i need <laughs> stay tuned oh boy <laughs> well fuck it i'm gonna cut this for a second literally it's, it's gonna be different i don't know no i'm not gonna say time stamp because it's gonna be different by the time it gets edited but add time add time for our own shit as of today Pre-orders for the Never Heard of Them record is available on our website. That's right. And earlier in the week, Return to Cinder got released, and hopefully that, you know, something happened with that and people didn't ignore it. <laughs> hey, We're gonna thank, <laughs> thank you to the millions and millions, millions, and millions of downloads. All the streams on Spotify. It was all because of this podcast. Yep, all the all the twenties of people that listen. <laughs> no, so if you guys want to get check it, I mean check it out. We're, we'll give you a little bit more of a promo here. So with the record, it's going to be really fun. Every one of them is going to be uh, sealed and little plastic wrap, saran wrap, whatever the fuck it is, through the factory. So all of them, you know, are going to be fully sealed when you receive it. But every record is going to be a different color vinyl. That's right. That means your every single order is going to be slightly different. You don't know what you're going to get. We don't know what you're going to get. Uh, when we actually get the records in before shipping them out, what I'm going to do is I think we've got to order a 300. So what I'm going to do is like grab one from like each separate box that we get. And I'm going to open them up and take photos of them. That way we can show everybody like the wider range of colors. And then of course that'll be like band copies, you know, to give, you know, and yeah. shit like that, you know, and everyone will still receive their sealed copies, but we'll, we'll open up a handful, you know, and kind of see what colors we're working with. But if it's anything like some previous ventures I've seen done, it's going to be really fucking cool. And it's going to be from like fucking neon pinks to like swirls of like blues and blacks. I'm stoked. It's going to be fucking cool. So guys, check it out. Link in the description. If you're interested in that, check out return to sender on Spotify is part of the something good for you playlist, which does have home for the day stuff. I see you leaning in. You're about to say uh, that. <laughs> no, I was actually about to say um, for collector purposes, somebody should just order all like, 296 remaining copies of the LP. <laughs> so how many you say we're going to sell? <laughs> I mean, if we sell all of them up front, like one person buys all of them, that'd be dope. I mean, yeah, it would, but I don't And think... then we keep ours. Right? <laughs> we each get a copy, obviously. And then we just start sending everyone to be like, go to his website. He, he for some reason, has over 200 copies of our record. Both of our bands are going to be on a compilation record, too. That's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot the, about that. Yes, because the fill-ins were recently signed to Hobo Wolfman Records. Uh, mm -hmm. We mentioned that an episode or two ago. And their compilation, All Comps Are Bastards. So, okay, we'll back it up a little bit. Home for the day and the fill-ins are going to be on that. And we didn't communicate that with each other in the slightest. So yeah, really funny story about how home for the day got on that. We didn't even know we were going. It's like we knew, but we forgot. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see what happened was. <laughs> okay. So a couple months ago, Peter went up to Chicago for like a Pokemon go 
like big thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of people there. Um, and apparently at some point he came in contact with the guy who runs Hobo Wolfman Records. Yeah. And he had asked us to be a part of this compilation. Mm -hmm. And we were like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we sent him <laughs> one of the singles off the self-titled album and we just never heard back. So we were like, okay, well, this must not be happening. Okay, right. it's fine. And then when, when the fill-ins got word that we were signing to Hobo Wolfman Records, Peter was like, wait, that's the same <laughs> label. Um, so we have now like pulled the original song we were going to put on there uh -huh. um, and put the new single on the on yeah. the comp so he was telling me about that because he sent me the uh the band list yeah because i was curious because it's like we just said yes because it's like anyone that wants because he reached out to us too anyone that wants us on a compilation why the fuck not you yeah. know sure so i was just like yeah why not and after i sent it to him i was like you know do you have your full band list i'd love to see it and there was like some names in there. I was like really like surprised to see. I was like, oh yeah. wow, the, you know, Wimpy's on here, you know, and there's a lot of North Carolina bands on yeah, there. The yeah. Cryptics, um, they're it's, they're playing with Wimpy, which it's been a thing for them to tour together for a while. But mm -hmm. I played with the Cryptics um, in 2016. Those guys are fantastic. Yeah. Right so on. it's like, and uh, what Poison Boys are on Poison it. Poison Boys War are on Boys. Chicago. Uh, What's the guy's name? Johnny Buttsex? Randy <laughs> Buttsex. You are stuck Randy on Butt that sex. one. You Somehow I forgot that one for a minute. So, and I'm like scrolling through and all of a sudden I just see Home for the Day and I like, I literally do a double take. Like I'm holding my phone and that was that fucking double take meme of like the shutting the eyes and the slight what? head shake. It's like I did that and looked at it. I'm like, but what? <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually scrolling to find the full <laughs> the full list. Yeah. But no, that was that was really crazy. Um because like I said, we had completely forgotten about it. We we thought it wasn't gonna happen. So Yeah. Um Yeah, you got the list see. up now. All the body bags are on it, which yep. I know oh, yeah. those are some like good friends of the fill ins. That's right. Um, Again, a lot of Charlotte bands on there. Yeah, a ton of bands from North Carolina. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anybody I know. Really, the Cryptics, Home for the Day, and the Fill-Ins, and Body Bags. Those are like the only ones that stand out to me. But there's 27 tracks on this compilation, so whenever it comes out, everybody needs to go listen to all these bands because I'm sure mm -hmm. they're sick. Electric Frankenstein's on there, I think. Yep. Yeah. No, it's and that's that's one of those where it's like. I, I'm really excited for all this kind of going down with these guys. They, they seem to have their heart in the right place. And that's the important thing. Yeah. I'm interested. Oh, uh, nuclear desolation. Those guys. Um, I don't know. Nuclear desolation. Mm -mm. So if I'm not mistaken, they broke up. I, I may be wrong about that. I, I may be wrong about that, but um, my friend Ty Simmons, he actually performed at the second mouse fest as canned. Yeah. 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 No, I know Ty. Ty is, yeah, that's, um, Ty did vocals for Nuclear Desolation. Oh, word. Um, so those guys are out of Statesville, right down the road from Taylorsville, which is where Home for the Day is from. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no, those are great guys. Uh, I'm interested in hearing Piss Wizard Piss coming Wizard. from Chicago. Yeah, a lot of Chicago bands on that roster, too. Yeah, well, that's where Hobo Wolfman's exactly. based out of, mm -hmm. so. 
Well, yeah, and I, and I actually uh, asked him. I was like, "Have you heard of Satanic Panic too?" And he's like, "Yes." I was like, "Thank God, right <laughs> we're, good. we're good, we're good, we're um, good." Peter's wedding is on November second. Word. Crisis averted. Crisis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, I take back all the other shit I said, but still, think, come on now. <laughs> Don't give I, us these fucking heart attacks, man. I think what I'm thinking of was I was December? invited to a wedding last year that was on November 9th. Well, maybe. you're in 2019. But I was a year uninvited, behind. okay? <laughs> it was Dallas's. I, I got uninvited when I quit Fosmo. Oh, well. No, I got it pulled up too, and uh, the Jasons—they're uh, really cool. Oh, I forgot about the Jasons being on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, Poison Boys mentioned them already. Um, God, I, I literally just had them pulled up. Graveyard Boulevard—they're on it too, and uh, we played some shows with Graveyard Boulevard. Right, DJ was talking to me the other day about how he's getting on the uh, Independence gig for a run in like DC, really, and New York, and like three like three dates. But wait, so like on DJ the is playing drums for Independence for three shows? Yeah. Huh. Right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. So both of our bands have got some really cool shit coming up. I'm excited about that. Hell finally, yeah. all this work we've been putting in and finally getting some good shit out of it. And with that being said, Home for the Day has done everything. I mean, we, we put out our music under the name of the studio, Top Heavy Productions. But, yeah. you know, if we can... I, I may actually... Um, reach out to hobo wolfman and see if maybe whenever we do another release for home for the day try to get yeah. some help with distribution so definitely man that'll be cool Hell they yeah. seem to be into it and i like chicago i've only been up there once but we know like a shit ton of bands up there somehow yeah <laughs> I, w- I would love to go to chicago my favorite bands from chicago really rise against okay oh, well, you hey, you're wearing their t-shirt right now too oh shit <laughs> I got a bunch of their shirts. I, I don't, people people walk up to me and be like, "Hey, nice shirt." And I I have to look down because I'm like, I don't know what shirt I'm wearing. I do that too. Yeah. No, if you stick with us long enough, we'll be able to take you up that far. And it's like because we've got our connections. It's just we got to continually play shows that way we can build up the clout to be able to work our way back up there again. But. Yeah. Is we just gotta stick with it. We gotta keep rolling. So we're going to West Virginia. The people listening to this right That's now right. ought to be heading there if they're in West Virginia, heading on over to the rim because we're playing there tonight with Fast Eddie. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't <laughs> wait. Fast Eddie really is one of those like one of my new favorite bands that's out there right now. They have a new uh, EP out right now called Two for One, mm-hmm. and it's got some killer fucking tracks on there. I think Tuck from Biters produced it. He did, yeah. Tuck's been real busy lately with a bunch of different bands. I oh, know he wants wanted to do what he does, just <laughs> regularly, just on a regular basis with all the like bands of that ilk too. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say he was doing with them. I think he did Ravagers at one point, didn't he? Not yet. He, not yet. He did uh, Bad Mother not too long ago. He cut a few uh, tracks with them with a couple of his studio guys too. That's all I was thinking of. They yeah. just got to playing a set with Judah over at fucking Greenville. Judah's been doing a lot more lately. Yeah, they finally got a U.S. tour over here and. They're not going to play fucking Charlotte, but... <laughs> no, I've just been... With with our little circle of bands, I've just been seeing a bunch of flyers, a bunch of different flyers of, you know, those guys opening for, you know, them. So I, was like, I know, there's been a lot of like guys like in our circuit that have been getting on those bills, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they're a pretty cool band, though. I like that. Well, shit, I want to get y'all's, got, uh, y'all's take on this article I found earlier today. All right. Uh, the headline reads, Pete Townsend, today's players have literally exhausted the possibilities of the guitar. Okay. And Read on. It says uh, hot on the heels of uh, this uh, new thing that the Who's going to be pushing. Uh, P. 
Pete Townsend has shared his thoughts on the place of the electric guitar in rock music of today. When asked about the waning of guitar-based rock and roll, Townsend told Dallas News, the guitar may be losing ground, but in part it's because if you spend an hour on Instagram or YouTube, you will quickly discover unknown people playing the guitar the way a great orchestral violinist, like, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this person's name, yeah. Yehudi Mihinem, something Swedish. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Once might have uh, played his instrument. Uh, these are virtuosos of the highest order. They can shred like Eddie Van Halen or play jazz like John McLaughlin. They've literally exhausted the possibilities of the guitar. And Pete Townsend went on to describe how hip-hop has taken the place of guitar music as a soundtrack to Rebellion. I, 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 can, I, I, agree, I agree with, with that. that. Yeah, just to unpack uh, y'all's thoughts on his uh, comments on like the YouTube guitar shredder trope and all that, and how that's kind of made a uh, guitar, I don't know, in his opinion, boring to everybody. It seems like just because like all options have been exhausted. Um, so I wouldn't say exhausted because you do see like these YouTube personalities. Um, I think of Jared Dines. Jared Dines, uh, Jared Alange. Like, you see these guys who got big for doing, like, parody videos on YouTube, but they also show that they're capable of playing, like, actually, like, really skillful music. Um, And now they're making bands. They're touring on, like, you know, their own projects. And I, I think it's still something that people can get, big off of I don't I don't I don't agree that you know electric guitar is exhausted I think people still have opportunity to grow on that but I do agree with like rap is becoming the new rock like that's the mainstream thing right now and that's what people are paying the most attention to so if rocks what you're wanting to do if live instrumentation is what you're wanting to do you've got to bust your ass for it Mm -hmm. well that could be First thing, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine about it uh, upon reading it, and he was talking about how uh, that can be applied to any instrument, even a voice. Yeah, like absolutely. All possibilities can be possibly can be exhausted, and in my opinion, reading that, it just shows that the song is more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to kind of take that approach from it because <clears throat> kind of what you were saying, Christian – some people have been able to make careers off, you know, doing those weird, wacky things. Like the first thing that comes to mind is I can't remember the guy's name. You probably know who I'm thinking of is a drummer that will take like theme songs and like metal fire them. I've I've seen and like yeah. his ca- and his camera yeah. angle is kind of like from behind and he's yeah. playing almost in front of like a staircase yep. or something. He he I think he got popular doing like a Bob's Burger one and a King of the Hill one yep. and shit like that. I've seen his videos on Facebook. I cannot remember his name. Yeah, um, so it's like I. I'm not even a drummer, but I look at that guy playing with such little effort playing these nutso beats. Yeah. And it one could look at that and go, okay, well, he's exhausted, you know, the different possibilities of this instrument with the gear he has. If he had more gear, he could do more with it. But for the setup he has, he's kind of putting it to its max. He's throwing everything he's fucking got at it. But that that's just his thing. But then there's bands still out there. I mean, I'm whatever but there's still like acdc where it's just like they're still gonna pack out arenas and what's that drum beat at the end of the day is it's all about how uh, big an impact or how big a hit your song is yeah so 
yeah, you, you've got your YouTube guys on there playing their guitars with violin. You know I mean? But Eddie Van Halen did that shit, didn't he? Well, he was the first to do that, too. And uh, back then, it was, like, super innovative. He was, like, one of, the, like, the last... When you think of innovative well, guitar... Eddie, I mean, it was Vinnie one, Vincent did it, too. But Eddie Van Halen did it first. He was the innovator yeah. of yeah, that yeah. style. And that's why when Van Halen did it, every, first, everybody lost their minds. And from what Pete was talking about, there's no innovative guitar players really anymore well i mean but here comes my question which is i understand the constant need for social and you know whatever evolution but at some point when do we go all right that's good it's like why do we have to constantly reinvent something apparently when you're a 75 bitchy year old uh pete townsend because like I'm a Who fan, I keep up with stuff, and uh, the Who and Pete Townsend is like re- relatively like not like Noel Gallagher, really bitchy in interviews. And and that's not me saying you know why I have creativity because you can still be extremely creative and create something brand new. But I'm talking about the whole, you know, there's no true new guitar virtuosos. It's like okay, so what? I mean, when you reach the high score in a video game, you've reached the fucking high score. That well, doesn't mean the game is not any less fun to play anymore. Exactly. But you've maxed out the high score. So what? Play the game again. It's like why do you ha- why does there always have to be the next step? You can master something and be content with it. That's not a bad thing. I'll continue the article. It says the uh, the kind of virtuosity is already happening with uh, beatbox-based rap with, and with laptop-supported pop. Everything will change again, maybe faster than it did for guitar music. Who knows? Well, of course it can change with electronic and computer music because yeah. everything on that is something that is constantly updating, and by nature that is supposed to constantly update. That started from the 80s with electronic new wave, and it's gone all the way up to EDM now. Exactly, and, and people are trying to do that like you know, present-day approach even with like guitar-based music hell whether it's sturgill simpson's new record that just came out with all the synth pop kind of stuff with uh, guitar solos or like what prince was putting out before he died it all has to do with what you do with the instrument it doesn't have to be something quote-unquote brand new and innovative it's what you do with it and what else goes with it and that might be one of his things where it's like pete townsend uh, is like a and get off my lawn mode at this point. Well, because he's fucking guitar God anyway. So it's easy for him to sit up there and go, I'm bored with this instrument. It's like, okay, yeah, fine. I got, I get bored with the game. I beat at high score too. just I mean, move on to something else. And he got bored with the guitar in like 1970 and wrote Bob O'Reilly on a fucking synth. <laughs> and the thing is, is like if electronic music calls to you more, fucking do it. I'm not sitting here saying it's a bad, but yeah, do what the fuck you want to do. That, yeah. That's that's the whole thing about music. Don't let people tell you what to do. Like yeah. if you want to write it, write it. And that's kind of where my head was, but I saw that uh, article making the rounds and people putting in their two cents on it. And it just made me think too of like who was the last like really innovative uh, lead guitar player. Hmm. And I'm not I'm not going to say Tom Morello because he just turned it into a turntable and play with uh, toggle switches and whammy bars but still that was something that nobody had really done before like but, but it there was ha- but there haven't been the copycats you know there hasn't been like a you know when eddie van halen comes out and then uh in 1978 and throughout the 80s there's a zillion eddie van halen clones mm. there haven't been any uh turntable style guitar players that i can think of not at, uh, so there's one band that stands like really out to me um they started out as a metalcore band and uh they were called my ticket home and they're still a thing but they've gone to like 2000s like the alt hard rock thing like kind of melodic but 
they put out an album uh god i think 2013 and it was like aimed at early 2000s like and the guitars on that, like thirty seconds into the first song, he's doing Tom Morello stuff. But was this a famous band or a? They, uh, they weren't like, nah. They, even now, they're not like super famous. They're they're a Rise Records band, so they're gotcha. on one of the smaller labels. But I mean, they've got some like some recognition behind them, yeah, some traction. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's not something that people are gonna know, um, you know, like universally. But at the same time, it's like. I can hear remnants of Tom Morello in the music I listen to now. Yeah. Right. But uh, probably more riff-based, though, especially with, like, the famous bands that came up after Rage Against the Machine. I think, like, when Korn came out after that, they were another, like, for better or worse, innovative band for guitar because everybody was copying Korn riffs. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting here kind of mulling it over in my head when you were discussing it, and the hard thing I have, I mean... I'm really 50-50 on the Tom Morello being an innovative guitarist thing, especially if we're using the argument of, you know, just the pedals and the switches and things. Is I was fully sitting here going, I was like, yeah, nah, fuck that, I agree. But then I quickly thought back to when you were talking about 80s stuff, the talk box. Yeah. That was still something that was innovative, and it was meshing technology with your guitar. Mm -hmm. So if we want to use the little talk box thing, like in um, Kickstart My Heart in Motley Crue, you know, that Kickstart My Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were multiple bands that used that, but Motley Crue made it popular along with a few others. I can't remember who. I was thinking of Joe Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky Mountain Way and all that in the 70s. That's, That's what I was thinking of. And so that was something innovative. So I would, so under that sort of mind frame, I would put Tom Morello in the innovative guitarist category. But I can see that. I will say though, watching that sort of guitar playing versus someone using a talk box, someone's using the talk box and doing a lot of like He's playing intricate the stuff, and they're kind of doing vocal harmony right. on top, kind of meshing the two together. It's way more musical. I will say though, interesting to hear. If you watch Tom play, there's a lot of not actually hitting a lot of different notes. It's a lot of moving his foot and moving a lot of stuff on the guitar to get just a bunch of different noises. Though talented, I see it as a little different than playing some guitar harmonies, like still knowing your riffages and doing your vocal melodies on top. It's more like a party trick. Worth mentioning, I'm I'm almost certain Tom Morello was like classically trained no he's a good guitar player but the uh we're talking about the innovation of his style yeah so it and he's played a lot of like music and i know we're focusing on what he did with rage and i feel like it should be pointed out like the kind of music rage wrote didn't call for that like virtuosity it's it it was political like aggressive like music kind of came second yeah, I mean, it was more about the message. So, but with that, though, so, but but if we're going to take that exactly what you say and put it back under the umbrella of innovation and important to history, how, if, if, if they're not even taking it that seriously, how serious I, I should we take it? I wouldn't say they weren't taking it seriously. Well, uh, okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, if they're... Mm, but see, I guess the thing that I'm just kind of looking at it is anyone with the right gear because the thing that's uh, playing in my head is bulls on parade that solo that that's a lot of just single note going back and forth between just a couple frets but then a lot of pedal board and foot movement so i mean so if if anyone had that kind of gear songs are 
I mean, it's very r- repetition based. It's all it's all more of a riff band with the rapper on top of it, yeah. and uh, yeah, and uh, I think the lead stuff that he does that's more like party tricks and stuff like that with a few pedals here and there. But it still adds, to, you know, what the so, vibe. And of the it's music like, and that and that's the only thing that's making me hard to say that it's something innovative because even like with the bow. That took a lot of like precision. I'm I'm trying to avoid saying it doesn't take talent because I know it does. Are you take talking ta- about the Jimmy Page bow or whatever? Yeah, it's like I'm I'm trying okay. to I'm trying to stray away from saying what Tom does doesn't take talent because it does. Because in order for anyone to play an instrument like that, it requires a level of talent. I totally get what you're getting at, too, because the Jimmy Page violin bow was basically a party trick, too, for live shows. It was, but it took a certain amount of efficiency. He couldn't just, that wasn't something kind of automatic, if that makes any sense. Right. So an issue I have is that I feel like you guys are using, like, like, talent and innovation interchangeably and it's not exactly like that like because you can you can be talented like people can play those like beautiful like chromatic scales and make Mm -hmm. it sound crazy but innovation I, i see being innovative as taking something that you have and manipulating it to work for you and turning it into something that you haven't heard before. Right. And I would place, you know, the, 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 what'd you call it? The, the talk, talk box. Yeah. Under the same category as like effects pedals. Okay. Like yeah. you're, you're yeah, taking, for sure. yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's anything like you've got to be, well, I can't say not talented because right. I, especially I'm not a guitarist, but you know, the, it's more of a, it's more of a creative thing than a, like a, when I say skill, I mean like, right. you know, that being able to like move around the knowledge of what pedal is going to work with what tone and yeah. how to apply to what song. And we talk about innovation on guitar. I kind of see it going direct in uh, that direction. as far as a mainstream thing, like what I was saying with all the dance rock shit that's coming out now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess just the thing I'm kind of struggling with is I feel that if cap had all the gear that Tom Morello had, even Cap is a guitarist and you're a great lead guitarist, but you're not even of that style. I feel like you could work that out if you had all that kind of gear. It would, it would just sound like me anyway. But with that certain amount of effects, it would still come across as that style. So it feels like that's, that sort of innovation shouldn't be easily grasped by someone, if that makes any sense. Okay. Does that does that yeah. maybe sit a little bit better? Yeah. As even with like the talk box, you have to be a good singer in order to make this work. You have to be able to hit these exact harmonies with your guitar to kind of make it, you know, flow or make it do the way you want it to. If you're playing with a violin bow, you got to be really, you know, that takes a certain amount of precision. And, right. and even though there's a certain amount of precision and a certain mind required to be able to set up all these effects and get all these chain loops going, you know, that takes a very technical kind of mind. Right. You can look that up online. Right. Anyone At can the game. Time, you couldn't. Exactly. So with today, though, if we're talking about an innovation in guitar, an innovation in drums requires a certain amount of finesse and talent. And right. you know, and you have all the inf- information on any of this at your disposal too. Well, what I'm getting at is, it look at what Tom had to work with. It's like no internet. No, like this mm-hmm. is something that he 
worked on and again he manipulated well, I mean, they were it in to the work. 90s man he was listening not to- like early night you gotta think the first rage album came out in 92 but he was listening to like dr dre and stuff like that trying to do the funky worm on guitar and i'll do shit like that where i'm just fucking around with something that i hear going like oh that's how that goes yeah but it still comes down to he was tampering with something in ways that other people hadn't done yet which is true considering Mm -hmm. he couldn't just look it up and copy somebody else i see that as innovation i would agree um now yeah, I mean anything now. You, you, you were ready for a bigger up. fight. Yeah, I just completely yeah, extinguished really. it. But, but was he, but was he <laughs> the last one, or like corn, or whatever? It. Although uh, somebody commented uh, John Five, and I and I think that's a good call. John, really? Well, because when he's not playing with Rob Zombie or Marilyn Manson, he puts out solo records that are like a combination of like uh, bluegrass, speed country, banjo picking with heavy metal licks. So Hank Three. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, he's what Hank Three wants to be. <laughs> I'm saying I, I will poke hole in any of this shit, man. Oh, it's it's happened three. before. <laughs> Except he has like a th- like a bass player and a drummer, and it's not like you know generic hillbilly shit that all the Hank Three clones <laughs> have done over the years. I had like something else I wanted to bring up that was going to follow up like right. the last thing I said, and I. I can't remember where my mind was going. It's like I'm staring at things. My mind's playing remember. tricks on me. That's every day. <laughs> <laughs> you are that ghetto boy song. Who would you say is a good innovative drummer? Ooh, uh, right now the one I would say is the most innovative is uh, Eric Importa. What makes him um, innovative? Innovative. He uses Innervator. every inch of his kit like yeah. rims sides of the shells Every like inch cymbals of the chokes like sorry <laughs> um God. and it it gets to the point where you know some of his stuff like i feel like everybody does like a little bit of flashy shit to get some attention like he yeah. posted a video on uh youtube um he set up two kits and he started at the one that was in front and he's just doing a solo, and in the middle of it, he jumps up onto the throne, backflips over the kit behind him, sits down, and starts playing again. And Holy I'm just shit! Like, that's that's some crazy stuff. Um, he plays in. Uh, I was about to ask. Fever three 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 and um, night verses, and okay. he just he's crazy um <laughs> yeah no i've got to meet him once he's he's a cool dude um but, they're like nationally touring and stuff like that too yeah yeah um so fever is um you give me fever so there were three bands um let live which they were around for i think maybe 12 years before they broke up and their vocalist jason butler left and started fever with Eric who playing in night versus he actually night versus was opening for let live on let lives last tour. It wasn't announced as a farewell tour. They just posted one day. Hey, we're done. um, (laughs) I got to see them on that last tour the night before I turned 21. Um, So that was my last show as a minor. Wow. Um, And, um, the guitarist is I, I can't remember his name, but he played in The Chariot, which okay. is like a hardcore band and they are known for putting on like insane shows. But their shows now, like 
is to the point where they don't even it they call their shows demonstrations because it's <laughs> it's insane this is Damn. a motherfucking demonstration yeah. uh, i'll show you some footage of those guys but fever 333 those, those guys are crazy eric import is an awesome drummer <laughs> um he did uh i think it's the like guitar center like uh drum off oh or yeah 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 i'm pretty sure he won that one year wow so, so that that takes a little bit yeah it does what do they win when they uh, win the contest? I have no idea. I think like a <laughs> bunch of free gear or something. I don't know. There you go. Endorsements and stuff. Yeah, basically. You got endorsements. That's cool. Yeah. Um, actually, er, earlier, SJC shared a picture of me playing my drums on um, on their like Instagram page. Hell yeah. Here we are two hours ago. It's up to almost 600 likes. Like, it, to know that, like, SJC has that big of a following. Oh, yeah. Like, just... I remember, like, reading, like, uh, drum magazines, and my uh, best friend from uh, high school had that had SJC all over it. Yeah. Um, they've they've been around since 2000. They've, they've really perfected their craft. Um, like, now I think, like, the big names, the big names on the roster, like, Trey Cool. I was about and, to say. Uh, Jay Weinberg from nice. Slipknot and wasn't Travis Barker with him too? Nah, Travis is um sound percussion. No, oh, I don't not. think so. Okay. Travis is on a smaller, SJC shows. Like, this is SJC uh, product placement, not anybody else's. Don't <laughs> yeah. give a shit about them. Nah, <laughs> Travis is on a different um a different company, but he's like the biggest name on their roster, and that's a that's the thing with endorsements. It's like, do you want to go to like a big company that's really well known and be like at the bottom of the artist page, kind of like I? Well, I'm on like page ten out of twelve. I'll I've been there I for mean, a I little still, bit. I just want free guitar strings. I know that's all. <laughs> God, say. I would love to have drums. I just want Ernie Ball to be like, okay, you're cool. Yeah, really. Um, I, I got your cobalts, guys. They're really nice. Got your steels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> I legit like them. I'm still trying to look this up. I don't. <laughs> Travis Barker, the competition. Yeah. Oh man. Now Trey, um, cool. That's all you need for like uh, as far as like drums. A, Orange County. Orange County. Yeah. That's got to be like one of his like DIY operations, isn't it? Probably so. So I know like there's Maybe. a couple of famous drummers that do that. Ricky Rocket from Poison. Has his own drum company. I don't think this is Travis's company. Um, well, I ain't never heard of him. I ain't never well, heard of him. <laughs> I ain't heard of him. That's what I'm saying. He, he, you can, you can go to one of these big companies, or you can go to a small company, and you very well might be like the top artist they have. No, and that's how it works. I know a few guitar players that go with these underground companies that uh, just because they hook them up with like quality guitars and uh, for like next to nothing and on top of pickups and stuff like that uh, that on top of you know the personal interaction because a lot of these outlets are DIY operations and you get your money's worth I go through uh, pickup companies on my end yeah it's fun too well, I mean shit guys we've gone from uh, shit biscuits to innovation is there anything else we want to run through <laughs> well this feels like we haven't talked as much as the last one well I, I feel mean like the last one was like an hour and a half maybe. I mean with proper editing 15. and a little bit of music in there we'll figure it all out I mean we, we kind of let it roll we, we don't want to ever push an episode just to kind of keep it going that's why I said is there anything else we want to go over uh, well what 
what have we been y'all want to talk about uh music more music guys plus i'm getting hungry (laughs) (laughs) i'm starving let's go get some food y'all i wouldn't say no to bojangles oh if they're open i'm pretty sure they're open till like 10 well it is sunday so i don't know if y'all ever find us at a restaurant offer us food because we're Mm -hmm. we're broke (laughs) (laughs) i'm broke yeah they close at 10 we good cool yeah i'm down for some bojangles sweet well, do we want to dig on into our Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to? I'll go on my last FM. <laughs> I still don't pay for Spotify. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. <laughs> Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. Actually, my my most recent thing is um, through Spotify. I don't know how it tracked that. Um, <laughs> but uh, what you been listening to, man? Um, the my favorite rapper, uh, Spose, he put out uh, a live album on Friday that was um, a recording of his set from the previous tour he was on. It's from the Denver show. I went and saw him in Atlanta, but that was one of the best shows I've been to, and. Uh, I copped one of the CDs. Um, also, earlier today, I, I was going through a like a country stint after I listened to... Yeah, you were cranking Brad Paisley coming up Brad, to practice. I was cranking Rascal Flats on the way here. I mean, it's oh, just one of them days. God. What hurts the most? Yep. Yep. That, <laughs> it was that album. Um, well, it's Touche Amore, like, just some good, like, melodic, hardcore punk. That's... That's yeah. your go to, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's where my heart is. Right on. <laughs> well, Cap, what you been listening to, sir? I've been making a lot of playlists lately. Like I'll just uh, just stay on my playlist throughout the week, and I made and uh, I made one just out of just Motorhead songs uh, the other day, just because I was thinking like, what are my favorite Motorhead songs? Because I like playing this kind of stuff before shows. And I found I had 60 Motorhead songs. <laughs> so if you follow me on Spotify, uh, just uh, check out uh, Motorhead Till I'm Dead. That's the name of my Motorhead playlist. Motorhead Till I'm Dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so you've just been listening to a whole bunch of Motorhead. Pretty much. Motorhead's and, such a good band, though. And I'll actually flip it around. I did the same thing, but with the dwarves. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly how many songs are in it, but I it was more or less just kind of putting together. Because I listen to a lot of the classic albums a lot, but with some of the newer stuff, Stuff. It, I have to pick I don't, and choose. I don't pick and choose, but I haven't listened to them quite as much as I have like all the old shit. Right. So I more or less just put together a compilation of like the last handful of records, basically from like uh, when friends and influence people up to like today. I got a few of those too with like super suckers and uh, just like genres too. Yeah, exactly. So I just wound up making a little dwarfs compilation. It is not public because I don't care. I, I make select playlists public, like the Spotify something so, good for you playlist, uh-huh, which you should follow. <laughs> yes, and it is available on Spotify. Let's see the exact number right here 32 hours and 47 minutes of the best underground and popular music you have heard. That's right. A little home for the day, a little fill-ins, a little bit of ACDC, a little bit of Airborne, a little Alice Cooper, Annie Scene. I mean, shit. We got Alaska, a of- Alabama. <laughs> Louisiana, Tennessee. Alabama's the top of the list. That's They're- the second time you fucked it up, Cap. Reno divorce. <laughs> what? We're talking about Alabama, the band now. Robert Pearson's humbug. I do like Alabama. 
Rose the band too. Mm-hmm. Song of the South. Super suckers. <laughs> Y'all just keep going. I'm just rolling all band names. <laughs> Some name Alabama songs. So- Song of the South and what's the other one? Mountain Music. Good. I named both songs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I do have to say it's been another pretty damn fun episode. Of course, check out Home for the Day's new shit. Go pre-order our new record. Link in the description. Uh, outside of that, like I said, we've got the show tonight at the Rim. And then the next week, October 19th, Silver Tongue Devils with the fill-ins down in Pendleton, South Carolina at Hogtails. And then, yes, we are actually playing November 9th <laughs> at Freeman's Pub. You heard it here. <laughs> with Queen City Rejects and Van Huskins. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a tiny little insight into what happens when you're trying to book shows. That's the stuff you don't see. That would have never made it to Facebook. Facebook. No one would have ever nope. known that, you know, we almost didn't get to do a show, you know, anything else. It's like, but that there's a little insight for everyone as to what it's like actually trying to book shows and get all this shit going. So, Cap, do you have an outro for us? R.I.P. Uh, Ginger Baker. And if y'all have never seen the documentary, Beware Mr. Baker, it's nutty as shit. Check it out. And Christian, thank you so um, much for being if, on here. Yeah, yeah thank you guys for having me. Um, if I'm not back on here before the end of the year i do want to say december 7th house shows for hope 2 featuring home for the day proper sleep and atticus lane more to be announced benefit for toys for tots bring toys out have some good music and some alcohol and we're gonna have a great night yes sir Get in the prayer
Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.